getting hot at the top of the Premier League. It is the 120th episode of the FPL of the Surgery. Welcome back, listeners. It is the 5th of February 2019 already. January is right behind us. We are right in the, well, coming to the end of the first mini double game week of the season with City still to play against Everton at the time of recording. First of all, welcome back, the Iceman. Thank you very much, Bree, and thanks for having me this weekend. It was nice to spend the games at your house whilst knowing how well I was doing at the time. Yes, it was it was beautiful seeing your rise to fame uh, meteorically. Um, I particularly enjoyed the message you left on the uh, the bedroom pillow saying "up the pod." <laughs> yes, I thought that was uh, that was warranted. I'm just reminding you. Remember where you're born. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you for that. <laughs> Um, yeah, but a fantastic weekend for the Iceman, as we'll find out more about in a moment. We've got a brilliant guest tonight, the man who everyone turns to for double game week and blank game week help. Um, he does have other value other than those things, of course, but he's a four-time top K, top 20K finisher, his highest being 2,157, so a good man to listen to, the spreadsheet man himself, Ben Krellin. Hi, thanks for having me. Welcome, ben. Welcome back on once again, Ben. How have you been faring? And it's been a... A good while since we last spoke to you. How have you been getting on this season? Uh, it's been quite a boring season for me, really. I've just been hovering inside the top 100k without really making much progress beyond top 30k. I mean, like, I wild carded in game week 16 and made yeah. the classic classic mistake of selling Salah. And I've drifted from, like, 30k down to 60k since then, but it's been all right. Was that that period just when, like, he was kind of notching a goal or an assist every now and again we weren't getting those explosive returns and people were starting to look away from him yeah definitely i think game week 16 was a popular time to wild card and i think most people um got rid of salah because he just wasn't value for money at that point and then the next weekend he exploded against bournemouth and since then he's kind of been amazing although the last couple of weeks he's not been so good but yeah a few of them have done that to us this season in patches sterling hazard you know they've all had their moments kane certainly and we uh, lose the faith and suddenly they they start to turn up. So I don't think you're alone on that, Ben. Uh, ben, I presume you use your spreadsheets for more than just FPL. Are you, are you a planning man in life in general? Yeah, I got into using spreadsheets, I suppose, a few years ago just to keep track of poker results. But I've been using them more for fantasy-related stuff recently. Um, the public um, planner that I use is it's quite simple, but I have a more like complicated transfer planner spreadsheet that I, um, I sell to people, actually, and... You can get a free a copy if you sign up to Fancy Football Hub. Um, and you can you can have a look on Twitter at the example I've got. But um, I use that a lot to to plan my transfers. Yeah, a lot of people are That's taking that on board. Quite popular, actually. I do know quite a few people that have gone for that. Yeah, I think it'll be getting quite popular after the FA <coughs> Cup um, fifth round in a weekend after next when all the game week 31 blanks are confirmed i think yeah. i'll be dealing dealing with a lot of requests then i'll be quite busy yeah definitely get it while it's hot you heard it here first well you, you probably didn't but um <laughs> yeah fantastic ben giving away freebies but uh yeah great to great to have you on board ben looking forward to seeing what you've got for us uh, as you plan for the back end of the season um, so the FBL headlines for this week. How soon will you be looking to bring in a Brighton defender if they lose to West Brom tomorrow night? Uh, number two is David Luiz, the new Marcus Alonso. 
Number three, has Hazard done enough to persuade his owners to keep him for at least one more game week? Number four, is Liverpool's defence going VV downhill? Uh, the seven million striker bracket, Rashford, Mitra and Zaha are in the goals, but are they in your team? And finally, a sixth headline this week, what players to bring in for the double game week and the blank game week 27 players? It's all getting a little bit muddled. So, Iceman, um, I've got to let you kick off with how you've got on this week. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, very good week for me. Put me up to 753rd in the world at the moment so far. We've got the City game tomorrow, so it could change. Yes, it was that triple captain I put on Aguero that mainly helped me get there. I transferred him in for Bamyang in the hokey cokey that I said I was going to do on the last pod. I feel like this is where... Having a team structure and keeping like a premium striker in your team, as you never know when you might need one, because I just did the simple switch from Aubameyang to Aguero. But if you haven't got that premium striker, it's not easy to do that move. So I just made the one move, one transfer to cover myself if I had any injuries, etc. So I had two transfers this week. Uh, the reason I went Aguero over Sane captaincy is just because I looked at his stats, shots on goal, he was top, shots in the box, etc. And his history against Arsenal and how our defence was just woeful without Bellerin, non-existent really, Mustafi. And I just saw a lot of goals there. And I'm trying to think I've had a lot of luck, but they've been decisions based on logic. Like I've, I've gone for all these decisions in terms of Bamiang and Aguero TC, just based on logic. And it, it has worked out, so you, know, you can say it is a little bit lucky as well. Um, I'm on 97 at the moment, so yeah, not too bad, but it could all change. We have one big game left, and an Everton fan told me yesterday that they could get stuffed. So who knows, Sane might absolutely haul. Yeah, I'm really hoping that happens, actually. But uh, yeah, my uh, my tears of, of absolute uh, despair as I watch City tear Arsenal apart turn yeah. semi to joy as I realised my old bud was fulfilling his potential and uh, now in the top 10 of the FPL Surgery Podcast Mini League oh, as well. Man. So, oh, nice man, you're representing, you are a leader for all of us. Top man. Thank you. Um, on the flip side of the coin, I have the sort of game week that makes you think you probably shouldn't be talking on a podcast. Um, <laughs> so this is for all the people that are, are having a bad week. Um, I uh, love a double game week. I committed to it. I brought in, um, I had Sane, I brought in a couple of Everton players and uh, Laporte at the back, and I'm on about 25 points before the game tomorrow night. So I, st- I could still potentially get something like 40 points, but uh, it's been an absolute travesty compared to some of the other scores. Um, I've fallen half a million places due to it, um, and it's all a little bit depressing. It's probably shanked my season completely. I've been rising pretty nicely before that, just uh, chipping into the, the top 500k week in, week out, until that, until that happens. So, uh, indefensible, terrible decision making. You really didn't talk to me about those decisions, did you? Were you bringing in? Well, a, a plug for the podcast. Well, obviously, I wasn't on the last one. And I think had I been, I might have been thinking a little bit more creatively about uh, about the decisions I made and, and may not put myself in this position. So, yeah, uh, a learned lesson for all of you: listen to the podcast yeah. and host it. As well. That's you were missed. A lot of people on Twitter were saying that you were missed and it's not quite right when Bully's not there. So I don't know if they're slagging off my hosting or uh, they just love you so much. I, I think it might be that I'm like your hype man now. That, that's At one point we were quite even in terms of our finishing, but now we're, you're, you're sort of more advanced than I am. I'm more of your, like, your, your pump-up man, your, your hype man. So, <laughs> Thank yeah. you, yeah. 
This is it. Although, again, I think Horst does a great job of that as well. Yeah. So let's move on from my depressing state of affairs this week. Ben, how, how have you got on? Well, it was all going quite well until about 3.30 on Sunday afternoon. To begin the game week, I didn't have any Everton or Man City players, but I had two free transfers. Um, I decided to downgrade Hazard to Sané so I could upgrade Felipe Anderson to Sons. It seemed like quite a good two, two free transfers to use. I didn't really consider doing the Aubameyang to Aguero like hokey-cokey because I just thought Aguero probably more likely to just play one one game because uh, Gabriel Jesus seems to be kind of in favour at the moment and um, Pep kind of tossed him. So I thought Sané was the best option. And then it was like a coin flip decision whether to triple captain Sané. And I ended up triple captaining him just because he's my only um, double game week player. So that was kind of disastrous. Um, There's so Sancho- much hope on, on Sané for this Everton game, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, at the minute I'm, I'm sitting on 64 points, which is just below the average for the top 1K. And it, I've just got Sané coming tomorrow. So that'll be a defining moment in my season, really. If he could get a double double figure haul, then it'll be quite... It'll be fine, really. I'll probably get a green arrow, but mm. yeah. Yeah, you're waiting on Sane to turn up much like myself. And he didn't even come on as a substitute against Arsenal. I thought this really is the icing on the cake. But let's uh, keep our fingers crossed for Leroy tomorrow. Um, so, chaps, let's get into the questions because there are plenty of them. And we're going to get stuck into the uh, first headline. How soon will you be looking to bring in Brighton defenders if they lose to West Brom tomorrow night? So, Ben, what are your thoughts on this? Well, Brighton will only get a blank in game week 31 if they reach the FA Cup, FA Cup quarterfinals. So the replay against West Brom is tomorrow night. Uh, it's away from home, so they, they could easily lose that match. We know that they're pretty terrible away from home. So if they, if they were to win that, they'd, they'd actually play Derby at home in, in round five. But if they were to get knocked out tomorrow, they'd have a home game against Burnley in game week 26. Then the next home game would be game week 29 against Huddersfield. And then they'd have a game week... Uh, a home game against Cardiff in game week 31 and the recent performance against Watford just demonstrates how good they can be at home defensively they can just shut up shop um, in the match of the day highlights you saw Watford basically had no highlights um, attacking play of Watford it was all, all Brighton attacks so I think if they get knocked out you definitely look to get a Brighton defender for Huddersfield and Cardiff but you might even consider getting them for Burnley in game week 26 if, if you needed to bring in a defender this week Okay, Iceman, how are you feeling about the Brighton state of affairs? I mean, the thing is with Brighton is that I just I can't trust them quite yet. They are good at home, yeah. You've kept the clean sheet against Watford. Watford have been doing well recently, but <clears throat> there's nothing there which I'm enamoured with. And uh, I would actually look more in the attack. I know they don't score that many, but Gross in the last game created... 10 chances and he could be one of these shrewd options what was it uh, Ben so they don't blank in game week 31 if they lose to West Brom yeah they've got two championship um, teams to play if they beat West Brom away tomorrow night then they'll then host Derby in the fifth round so if they win both of those matches they'll have a blank in game week 31 and, um, they, and they blank in game week twenty seven. Either they, way, they, they do, but you, you might be you might be benching them anyway against <clears throat> against Chelsea. So, yeah, they do have a blank then there. Yeah, it's. I mean, like with these teams which have got good fixtures and are at the bottom, they're not ones which I'm thinking. Right, I've got to go for these players. They're not even in my head to begin with. They're players which I think. Well, I will bring in if I've got the option to to move another player out down to 
maybe a cheaper defender. Um, but at the moment, I'm, I wouldn't be searching to bring in the likes of Brighton players. I mean, if we're looking at the home form, they're still in the top 10, well, in the top 10 worst teams for attempts conceded over the season for home matches. And everyone's saying that they are good at home. So, yeah, it's not really one which I want to go anywhere near, but I, I can see why you're you're bringing it up as a as a subject. So obviously, it will be Dunk or Duffy, which would be the obvious choices. And Duffy has scored so far more points this season due to scoring a load of goals at one point, um, kind of showing the form that he should have shown last season. Might be one to go for as a bit of a punt, but not one which I'd be overly advocating and advising to get. Yeah, Mon- Montoya is an option as well. Is either right back or left back, but he- he's four point three and he's reliably starting. I just think, um, like, if I can get sucked into the relegation zone, into a relegation fight, I think Chris Hughes will look to be even even tighter at the back at home. I just think that that's so important for them surviving. So they might play like with less freedom as they as they did earlier in the season, and they might just concentrate on not conceding, being their primary objective in the home matches. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's the only the last three games and it's got that double game week with Chelsea that needs to be included somewhere. So they've got Arsenal, City and Chelsea and Spurs left to play until the end of the season. All the other games, if you just look at the ticker, sometimes they can be misleading. If you're looking at the ticker on FPL, it just shows a load of green. But Crystal Palace away is not a green in my eyes. <clears throat> don't take the uh, the fixture difficulty rating tracker on FPL as gospel because you've got to view it game by game I hope. Yeah, nice bit of wisdom. Yeah, I've certainly liked the look of uh, Duffy this season. I've, I've steered clear of putting him in, but uh, looking at those returns, very impressive for a centre-half in a Brighton side. So let's see how they go over the next few game weeks. Speaking of defenders, our next headline is, uh, is David Luiz the new Marcus Alonso? Um Looks like uh, Bambi on ice at the best of times when he's trying to defend David Luiz, but uh, Chelsea do keep cleanies. Uh, he is decent in front of goal, David Luiz. Ben, have you, have you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, well, I've had David Luiz instead of Marcus Alonso since I wildcarded. Um, yeah. And it seems like recently, I think teams have started man-marking Jorginho out of the game. And so Sarri's resorted to kind of another option for creating chances is David Luiz like pinging balls forward and if you look at the big chances created in the last six game weeks Luiz actually leads Chelsea Chelsea players with four big chances created the next best is Pedro with two um, he's got two assists and one goal in that time or maybe two goals and one assist um, he's, he's, he's a threat with um, some corners as well obviously scoring and those assist potential with all the three, three balls that he's putting over the top um, yeah I think he's a great option I mean for now, I wouldn't really be considering him if you don't own him with the blanks coming up. But I think Chelsea are likely to get some really attractive double game weeks later in the season. And so you'll probably want to triple up on Chelsea players. And a defensive player, you might go for Louise instead of Alonso, I think, based on current form. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're debating the two at the moment, it's definitely Louise. I mean, if you're looking at the, the last four game weeks alone, it's the through balls which he loves, and he? 10 to Alonso 0 over the last four. Uh, big chance he created three over the last four as well. And uh, yeah, he's had five shots. He's got the one goal. Alonso's still getting those penalty area touches, so could benefit there eventually. But no, it's <clears throat> if you're choosing one out of the out of the two, it's definitely Louise. It's just that at the moment they they've got some tr- 
tricky fixtures as well. Man City, Spurs. I'll be I'll be thinking about it more from 29 onwards. They've also got that double game week of Brighton that they need to slot in somewhere. It would be nice if they just put that in a random game week and not in game week 31 or game week 35. Where where's it more likely to come in then? Well, Chelsea minute have one postponed fixture versus Brighton, but they could obviously get two more if they reach the FA Cup semi-finals. So they'll they'll get a blank in game week 31 against Cardiff if they reach the FA Cup quarterfinals, and then sorry they'll get a blank against Everton in game week 31 if they reach the quarterfinals, and they'll get a blank at home to West Ham in game week 33. Um, if they get two two blank fixtures, they'll definitely get moved to game weeks 32 and 35, because they're the three midweeks. Um, Chelsea play Cardiff away in game week 32, so that could be paired with Everton or West Ham or Brighton. That would be quite a good double game week. Yeah. They play they play Burnley at home in game week 35, and that, that could be paired with fixtures I've just mentioned, West Ham, Everton or, or Brighton. So they're, they're two potentially really good double game weeks for Chelsea. Ben, I've got to say, that's some really impressive forward thinking there. Mm. It's, it's standard it Ben, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, I just, do. Just, yeah. just hearing, just hearing it, uh, yeah, spoken, not written, is, just, is is really quite impressive. So, yeah, I mean, bottom line there, I'm hearing a lot of support for for David Louise, and I think rightly so, even though I wouldn't <coughs> trust him as a centre half in a, in a general side. Uh, Iceman, I'm going to come to you for this next headline. Has Hazard done enough to persuade his owners to keep him for at least one more game week? I've got a couple of specific questions on this. A so whole fire. Ashutosh Arya has asked, should I move out Hazard or Sterling for Son after game week 25? Tommy Gonzo has asked, who to transfer out for Son, Sane or Hazard? Fanta and Ice. What was it about Fanta and FPL name? <laughs> True. Um, I've been loyal to Hazard. Do I keep the faith? Yeah, see, it's their fixtures, as I just mentioned. They've got City, then they've got the blank, then they've got Spurs. Moving away from them, I, I think I would. And uh, just to answer the top question there, I would think I would move Hazard first but over Sterling because just see more potential from Sterling going forward. The same with um, Hazard and Sane as well. But yeah, I would definitely be removing if it was me. Son seems to be the main option. Uh, I know Higuain's making a difference, albeit against Huddersfield in the last game. I mean, it was a good booster for Chelsea with the new sign-in and the win that they had over them. Could kick-start the second part of their season but Hazard has moved back into that left-hand position now which is his best position so it's a plus on him but it's just not enough for me to keep him I feel like everyone should be removing it if you haven't got Son he would be the one I'll be uh, leaning towards he, he scored again obviously Spurs were quite fortunate to beat Newcastle in the end due to a Dubravka mistake but suddenly he's got two goals since coming back from the Asian Cup and his 10th goal of the season Spurs they've had the most shots over the last four as well so even though they're not playing too well the stats seem to show that they are you know putting in uh, quite a lot of effort but if if Palace beat Doncaster I've read this one Ben in the FA Cup then Spurs will blank in that game week 31 that's correct isn't it yeah that's right yeah, so, I mean, Son playing pretty much up front. He's a good price, great fixtures, and he is nailed at the moment. And they do play in game week 27 at the moment as well, don't they? Um, is that right? Yeah, game week 27 is, is yeah, set. Yeah, so they, they, got, they got Burnley, so that's already set, yeah. So, yeah, I think Son will probably be the best option there. Hazard with those fixtures. Can't really say he's in form. He got the penalty and the second goal. Yeah, it was great, but you know, Hazard can do that. If he doesn't score them, then he blanks. So I, I would definitely go Son. Son would be the move for me. Do you think, um, Iceman, just on that, do you think that 
if Hazard plays in his true position with a decent hitman in front of him, he has a ceiling that is potentially higher than Son, or do you still think Son will provide more consistency? I would say so, yeah. I reckon Hazard probably does have uh, quite a high ceiling, but over Son, I wouldn't say it's higher than Son, to be honest. He he can just explode in any game. A two-footed player like Son is just explosive nearly every game. Like It doesn't matter who he plays, whether he plays a big six or not. Hazard, you don't quite know what you're getting from him. He's only just scored after blanking a fair amount of weeks against the worst team in the league, Huddersfield. So, yeah, maybe when their fixtures get a little bit better after these three fixtures. I mean, like going from game week 29, they've got Fulham, Wolves, Everton, Cardiff, West Ham. So maybe Chelsea might be a good one to bring in then. But yeah, just not at the moment. Ben, any other thoughts on this? Well, I've been advising people to save a free transfer this week if, if they possibly can. Um, answering the question about transferring out Sané or Hazard, I'd actually rather transfer out Sané um, because looking at his stats, I wish I'd been made aware of this before I took a captain in, but his, he's benched more often against the tough teams. So he was benched against Liverpool, he was on the bench against Spurs. He, he wasn't benched against Liverpool in the second game, though. He played the, yeah, in the 90s, didn't he? Yeah, but in the, like, he's been benched like four or five <laughs> times uh, since he was injured in game week four and like most of those have been against the top teams so I think he could be benched against Chelsea Chelsea and then Man City obviously blank and Mendy could be back by then so that could threaten Sané's starts Um, I think Hazard might be worth holding on to just just in case um, Chelsea just in case Chelsea gets knocked out of the um, FA Cup and there's a possibility they could have their blank against Brighton move to game week 32 and that might mean they have a game in, in game week 31 and then have a double in game week 32. And that would, they might be the only team to have three fixtures in those two game weeks. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Hazard could, Hazard's form could turn around if with Higayin in the team and he's playing in a more natural position. Okay, yeah, so I do definitely think there's a Higuain effect that's going to happen at, uh, at Chelsea and just having Hazard back in his natural position. But. Uh, couple of choices for you there to go with. It depends whose uh, argument you find more compelling. Let's move to the team that are currently at the summit of the Premiership. So is Liverpool's defence going downhill? Um, watching them last night, they've had the uh, the makeshift fullback, which is Milner, who interestingly doesn't seem as good playing right back as he did left back for all of last season. Um, I think Carragher made a great point afterwards. It was a shame they let Nathaniel Klein go out on loan because he would really be plugging that gap. Um, ben, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think that right-back position is the, the big issue. Like, the injury to Alexander-Arnold has been more important than the injury to Gomez for them. Um, but they have a bit of a break now because they're not in the FA Cup. Like, they play Bournemouth, and then they have a, a nine-day break until they play the Champions League against Bayern Munich. So hopefully Alexander-Arnold can get fit in that time. And then they have good fixtures. They have, what, well, Man United away in game week 27 is tough, is tough but Watford in 28, and Everson away in 29, Burnley at home in 30. And then they don't have a blank in Gimmick 31, which is Fulham away, which is a good fixture as well. So I don't have a Liverpool defender at the minute, but I think I'll be looking to bring one in in about Gimmick 28, maybe. Yeah, it has been the the big question that everyone's kind of been worried about. I think it might be the partnership between Joel Matip and VVD. I don't think that works because um, they've conceded a lot of set pieces recently. 
and uh, it doesn't quite work for set pieces in terms of organisation. I know Matip and Kaita, they both started the last three, but everyone is thinking that it is Trent Alexander-Arnold missing that is the problem, obviously with Gomez as well. Let's just say there's a few possibilities why it's kind of gone wrong. I know I read a quote from Klopp. He said, we had to change three positions. That's, of course, not perfect. And you saw that around the set pieces, especially with the organisation. And I got a quote here from Hogsrad in our Slack channel. He's just saying he's watched every Liverpool game because I've watched every single Liverpool game. I've watched it all on match of the day, but not all the way through. And he said he's watched every Liverpool game. And for me, they are badly missing Gomez and TAA, especially Gomez, where he was immense early on. Uh, after going injured versus Burnley and then TAA injured made things look a bit worse. So Milner, he left Zaha and Floopy Anderson to have a field day and Henson's just horrible in his positioning play at right back. So <clears throat> yeah, other than that, it's Liverpool just being sloppy at defensive set pieces as well. That's what he's mentioned. So it does just show that it's something that looks like it can be organised. And as Ben has just said, I feel like Liverpool will be the options to have at some point. And just, just like a safety net, they are, they're not blanking. Uh, they're not having a double game week, but you kind of know what you're going to get with them when they've got their full team. And is, uh, is Trent actually back? I don't know what Ben Dinnery has said about Trent, but don't quite know what's going on with him, do we? I'm not sure. It sounds like he should be back pretty soon, but um, I haven't heard a, a quote about that. Well, hopefully he will be back. And then, yeah, there, there would be possibilities to go for either Trent Alexander-Arnold at 5.2. be a nice one to go for. Yeah, so maybe a little bit downhill. It sounds like we're waiting for Trent to, to come back. I think you could still find a lot of value in Robertson, though he's still bombing forward and yeah. putting the crosses in. Okay. Uh, headline number five. So the seven million striker bracket, Rashford, Mitro, Zaha and the goals, but are they in your team? Now, what I've noticed of late is there's been a flurry of goals in this this price bracket. At the top of that, obviously, we've got your Rashfords. Mitrovic getting a couple of goals the other day. Jimenez seems to be the darling of FPL at the moment. Even Rondon at only 5.7 million in good form. Zaha scoring again the other day. So the, these kind of slightly lower price players, as we get in towards the business end of the season, seem to be showing up. Just wondering, Ben, do you, do you think any of them particularly stand out for you as ones that would be worth a punt on, or is there, is there one there that you just say commit to? Well, obviously Rashford. Um, everybody's got Rashford at this point, and he, he deserves to be like a 10 million forward, being the first choice forward from Man United. Um, I wouldn't look at Mitrovic, Mitrovic at this point because it, his home games are really difficult coming up. He has Man United, then Chelsea, then Liverpool at home, and then Man City. Um, Zaha could be an option. Um, they have West Ham at home coming up, then Leicester away, but they could have a blanking game at 31. But obviously, Rashford is the one to go for. The Iceman? Yeah, I, I took a look at this one. Rondon, with their fixtures, Newcastle have got some really good fixtures coming up. They do. I had a look at the stats just between him and King. They're fairly similar. King's got the goal recently. But just looking over the last four, they're not they're not great in terms of they're, they're getting about five attempts, four attempts each. Uh, not something which I would go for. I think... I suppose you're looking for differentials, aren't you, if you're lagging behind. But I would definitely still support Jimenez. He just seems to be the man to have. Doesn't matter who he plays, he can score at any point. He's been very consistent over the season. So I would definitely go for him if you're wanting to kind of hold your position. If you're changing it up, yeah, maybe Rondon is uh, one to punt on. He seems to be becoming the main man at Newcastle now. So 
with their good fixtures could be a good one. I know Bournemouth from uh, game week 30 onwards uh, to the end of the season could be great. But at the moment, they've got four really tough fixtures in Liverpool, Wolves, Arsenal and Man City. So wouldn't necessarily bring them in for now. I know they beat Chelsea 4-0, but... I don't think they're going to do that to all those teams. Maybe Arsenal. <laughs> but yeah, maybe looking at King towards Game Week 30 in the end of the season. But other than that, no one I'm truly enamoured by. I wouldn't be saying, yeah, bring these guys in. But like Ben said, it's it's Rashford or Jimenez for me. Okay, yeah, like that. So stick to your guns. There could be some differentials, but you'd be punting. Okay, so headline number six, what players to bring in for the double game week and the blank game week 27 players? Peter Blake has asked, what are your thoughts on Lacazette as an FPL option as an Arsenal fan? So Ben, as, as the uh, the guru of double game week, so let me come to you first on this question. Um, I think Richarlison to, to Jota could be a good option this week, maybe. Um, we've already talked about Sané or Hazard to maybe Son. I'm considering doing um, Stane to, to Mane this this week. Um, you, you could uh, downgrade Alonso or, or Luis to like Kolasinic or maybe Alexander-Arnold if he's fit. And then there's the question about whether you go from Aguero back to Aubameyang this week. Um, I've actually had, I've had a look at the odds and Aguero is has got a better chance of scoring according to the bookmakers than Aubameyang because if you look at Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah, if you look at Chelsea's recent away performances, they they lost four 0 to Bournemouth, they lost two 0 to Arsenal. They've not looked good defensively, and Aguero is obviously on fire. So I think I might just wait, if I had Aguero, I might wait one more week. Um, but Arsenal do play Huddersfield. They, they do. But they are that's the worst that, team in the league. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. If, if Aguero gets a rest against Everton, then he might be a really good option for just keeping hold of for one more match. I, I feel like I'm I'm doing the uh, okey-cokey. I'm sticking to my plan, pre-seen it, and I've just been like, right, well, that seems to be what I want to do. Uh, Aubameyang, a lot of people were doing it, the hokey-cokey. I mean, he got nothing against City due to Arsenal not creating anything. So don't know if that's affecting the stats or the betting odds, etc. He only got the one attempt. But 13 goals and five assists on the season. He is doing well. He looks like the main captain option as well for game week 27. With Liverpool playing United and City and Chelsea blanking, Arsenal have some great fixtures in the next three. I mean, he always scores well against the weaker teams as well. But I'm going to take it back to Peter Blake's question regarding Lacazette. And uh, I took a look at the stats because um, Lacazette and Aubameyang have both started up front for the last four games and Lacazette is actually coming out on top for for stats uh, at the moment. It does look like Lacazette is more involved when he's playing and he just looks, I don't know, his attitude towards the game is just he really wants to get involved, he really wants to start things up whereas Aubameyang sometimes in those not involved as much and you can see that with the stats in terms of touches and penalty area touches Lacazette is ahead uh, the only thing is that he does get less minutes than Aubameyang he seems to be the one that's always coming off but I did take a look at the other metrics I looked at the XG Aubameyang's actually winning that one the XA Lacazette is actually winning Penalty area touches, Lacazette is ahead. They are sl- similar in terms of attempts, Lacazette 10 to Aubameyang's 9, both with 7 in the box and 3 on target. They're not really creating any chances, so didn't really look at that metric as much. But th- I think this is a case, Peter, of trying to find where there is value. And I think that if you're going Arsenal, you just need to go our best option, which is Aubameyang. Lacazette is not 
as predictable in my eyes. I mean, I tried going Lacazette towards the start of the season. It didn't quite work out due to not getting as much time. He scored a couple of goals, which, yeah, great. Like, you can take that every so often, but you can get that for the likes of Jimenez. Like, no massive hauls like you do, like you can get from Aubameyang. Obviously, Aubameyang's on penalties as well. Got a good track goal scoring record. And he seems to get involved in all the big chances as well. I know he's missed loads recently, but. Yeah, you kind of expect him to score a lot of them as well. So for me, I, I would just try and stretch your budget to a bang bang if you are going Arsenal. Okay, okay. So um, let's let's take some questions here around just general players moving forward, and then we've got questions really all on the chips. So the first one is from the FPL Piglet, the FPL Piglet. Um, with the blanks and doubles not decided yet. Could each of you make a list of five players you're building your team around going forward? Who, why, and when do you bring them in? Keep up the good work. Huge thanks to Ben and his spreadsheets. They've been very helpful. So, Ben, let's come to you first here. Any clues as to your wildcard team for a quick run-through? Yeah, so you've asked me to have a go at creating a wildcard team for Game Week 26. Yeah. Um, I've gone for Fabianski and McCarthy in goal, just because they rotate really well. You can get home games with Cardiff, Fulham, Fulham... Newcastle, um, that's really good. Then I've gone for Robertson, Pereira, Doherty, Wambasaka, and Montoya, just for the Brighton defender that I can afford. Um, in midfield, I've, I've stuck with, San, with Salah. I've got Mane, Son, Jota, and Ward-Prowse. And then I've got the template front three of Obama, Yang, Rashford, and Jimenez. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, what I would mainly go with as well. I mean, if, you, if you're thinking of the five, I feel like it's the Jimenez, Aubameyang, Rashford, maybe Son and Salah or Robertson. There's, there's quite a few which I would probably try and <clears throat> build my team around. It all depends on when you're playing your wildcard. I mean, like, what's your, what are, are your thoughts on the early wildcard? I know Alex Ball had a question as well, just saying we discussed on the last pod an idea of an early wildcard, something like wildcard 27, 28, free hit 31, bench booth 32, triple captain 35. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. What's your thoughts on the early wildcard? I think it completely depends on how the FA Cup results um, the weekend after next in the fifth round. Um, that'll obviously cause blanks in game week 31. So you'll assess how your team looks for game week 31 after the FA Cup fifth round um, because there'll be no replays this, this year. So we'll know the blanks in game week 31 um, before the game week 27 deadline. So after the blanks have been confirmed, just have a look at your team. See how many players you can get in game week 31 with, without wildcarding, with just using free transfers. You might be able to get nine or ten and then try and come up with a like a tentative plan for those three transfers and see if they're the kind of transfers you'd make in, in normal play like regardless of the blanks and you can do some like obvious transfers like maybe Dean to Pereira in game week 27 we've mentioned Brighton that they might not have a blank and they've got really good home games um, you can get Liverpool players it's, it's all about selling the, the, play, the players with, with blanks coming up you sell them when their fixtures get tough and then you look at the teams who who are playing in game week 31 and you bring in those players when their fixtures get easy and um, we know that Bournemouth have easy fixtures in game week 30 and 31 and then they have a good fixture in game week 33 in, as well so if you, after you come up with a plan, like assess it. And, and if you don't like the look of it, you could choose to wildcard or you could go a different course and you could choose to maybe free hit in game week 31 and use your free transfers to prepare for the double in game week 32. Um, there's lots of ways to go, but just got to keep an open mind and just be reactive. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so to follow that up, FPL Red Eagle was asked, while carding early, game week 27, which team should I go for until game week 34? Free hit game week 32, question mark. So I suppose, as, as Ben said, uh, the, there are no blanks for Bournemouth, Leicester, Burnley and Huddersfield, but you don't necessarily want to, and Liverpool, sorry, but you don't necessarily want to bring in the Burnley and uh, Huddersfield assets, maybe Bournemouth, Leicester and Liverpool. But the argument here as well is that wildcard is kind of the best chip to use, isn't it? So as uh, Ben mentioned about assessing, we are all planning on using it for four game weeks before the end in game week 34. Um, I mean, does that make sense using it that late? Maybe you're not benefit- benefiting from it as much. I mean, how would you battle the game weeks if you are wildcarding now? If you are wildcarding now, then would you casually set up some players that are, are playing in game week 31 and 33? But as Ben mentioned, if you are wildcarding game week 27, that's when you'll know a lot of information. That's where you can assess what to do. I mean, at the moment, my plan is to free hit in game week 32, uh, wildcard game week 34, and bench boosts in game week 35. But that could change. Be flexible in how you're thinking, like uh, Ben said as well. But yeah, set out a plan and make sure you've got something which you, you're kind of uh, flexible in doing, uh, not necessarily nailed at the moment. Don't fully commit to something now. Just wait until we know more information. Love it, Iceman. Very nice. Um, triple captain usage then. So, Iceman, you're a bit of an expert in this, given <laughs> this weekend. Uh, having said that, Charlie Bennett has asked, who and when's a TC if you haven't used the chip already? And Andy Goodland has asked, just had a look at the uh, at places to use the triple captain and notice Aubameyang has a great potential double in game week 32, Wolves and Newcastle. Think of going triple captain now instead of free hit. Has Ben Krillin considered this? Hashtag up the pod. Cheers, Andy. I've just had a look at the potential good double um, good double game week fixtures where you could triple captain for the top six teams. And it's only really Chelsea and Arsenal. It's Arsenal maybe getting a double game week in 32 if, if Wolves reach the, um, the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So then Arsenal would maybe play um, Newcastle at home and Wolves away in game week 32. But the other the other key team is Chelsea. So if Chelsea reach the semi-finals of the FA Cup or the quarter-finals, we mentioned before that they could get really good double game week fixtures in both game week 32 and game week 35. And I think if Chelsea do get a double in 35, you'd, you'd look to triple captain then. It'd be Burnley at home, and then it might be West Ham at home with that or Bryson at home with that, or possibly even Everton away. So I think you should like hope that Chelsea reach the FA Cup quarter-finals and then look to triple captain the Chelsea player in, in game week 35 yeah that's exactly what I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> that sounds convincing yeah <laughs> very nice okay so some options there for triple captaincy um, those without a wild card bit of a theme here so Rad oh well okay Rad Hiff MP um, sorry any <laughs> idea strategy for guys like me who've already used a wild card and how to prepare for upcoming Blank game weeks and double game weeks. Mark, uh, M. Bison 22, how difficult would it be to navigate the blanks and doubles without a wild card? What do we know for certain at this point? By when will everything be confirmed? And Andy Martin, the FBL tactician, I've used my wild card, says free hit, game week 31, the best time to use it. Um, So let's break that into two. Uh, Strategy for guys to navigate the blank game week and double game weeks, Ben. So as I said before, it's all about trying to plan for game week 31 using your free transfers. And if that doesn't look like an attractive option, 
then you could maybe play your free hit in game week 31. But if possible, you should maybe try, try and save your free hit chip for game week 32. Um, it just depends on your team and, and how the FA Cup results affect your game week 31 team. For example, if Wolves get knocked out, and I know they've just won tonight, but if they get knocked out away to Bristol City in the next round, then Wolves and Arsenal will like be unlocked, so to speak, in game week 31. And Wolves and Arsenal will both have a match then. Um, obviously Chelsea, they could get knocked out of Man United and that would make playing with Game Week 31 a bit easier as well. So it really just depends on the players you've got and um, and how the blanks affect your team. Oh, so it's bad. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. If you haven't got a wild card, then finding out the information and then just bringing in the, the players as you go, like Ben said, it's the uh, free hit which you would probably use in Game Week 31 in the blank if you're really kind of torn apart. If, you're, if your team hasn't got many of those uh, teams which aren't blanking then yeah use it then but yeah it's a team by team basis it's very difficult to kind of advise on a, a strategy or idea for guys like you without the wildcard just try and bring in the players which are playing in those particular two game weeks and if you've still got the free hit it is shown that the game week 31 and game week 33 those teams are relatively similar the, the teams which are playing in those game weeks so free hitting in game week 32 still might be an option you just might not have as many double game week 35 players as the teams with a wild card because they will wild card in game week 34 so I suppose that's the <laughs> the downside of it but you may just have those players anyway so it's not necessarily a negative and the wildcarders might be uh, quite annoyed that it's too easy for the people that have already wildcarded but we'll all get to see and it's uh, it's all going to happen in a few game weeks time we'll find out and we will discuss it on here yeah, I think this next one uh, is in regards to being without your free hits. Um, I love the irony of this uh, of this, this question as well. So, body coach Ron has said chips are essential at this time of the season. Lovely to see uh, Ron there pushing the off-season bulk. Um, <laughs> can you prepare without your free hit for the game week 31 blank? I think it's fair to say Ben's probably covered that. Yeah, I'd say if you haven't got your free hit chip, then it's about when you wildcard, and you should probably... Look to wildcard and maybe in game week 32, like prepare for the blank and then bring in players in game week 32 who play in both 32 and 35. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, thanks for that one, Ron. Uh, strategy, Ian FPL Strategic has asked, I would love to hear any differences between the blank game weeks and double game weeks this year versus previous years and how that could change things in terms of rotation and fatigue. Example, the December games this year were more spread out and rotation played a smaller, minimal role. Have you found that's affected you, Ben? Yeah, I remember last year, the, the, the festive schedule was really tricky. Like Some teams play twice in three days, which is kind of unho- unheard of. But this year, it was a lot more, a lot easier. But with the double game weeks, the main difference will be the, um, the international break ahead of game week 31, uh, 32. Sorry. So players like Aguero, who don't have any international football, might be more likely to play both fixtures in game week 32 if they have a double. So it's, it's just going to be worth like paying attention to who plays in the international break, who travels, um, and then you might have a better idea of who's likely to play both matches in game week 32. Um, the other key difference is that the double game weeks will be earlier this season. So it's normally in 34 and 37, but this year it's 32 and 35. So that could mean that the mid-table teams have still got something to play for. So they could either be fighting to avoid relegation still, or they could be trying to get seventh place. So like every team will still have something to play for in game week 32, you'd, you'd think. 
Okay, um, so one specifically for you here from Planet FPL podcast, Ben. Would you consider changing chip strategy if an FA Cup semi-final appearance of both Palace and Watford looked unlikely following the quarter-final draw? Yeah, uh, this is about bench boosting in game week 35 because to, to bench boost, you kind of need cheap players to have good double game week fixtures so that you can fill your bench, so to speak, with those cheap players. Um, it's going to be really important for Wolves, as he's mentioned, um, Crystal Palace and Watford, and also Wolves. So if, if Wolves or Man United reach the FA Cup semi-finals, then Wolves will get Man United and, and Bryson at home. So that's cheap players who have a good fixture. Um, if Crystal Palace reach the, the quarterfinals, they'll they'll get like average fixtures, but Newcastle would get Crystal Palace and Southampton both at home in game week 35. Um, and Watford reaching the, the semi-finals would also really help because Watford could get Huddersfield and Fulham, and Fulham could get Bournemouth and Watford. So yeah, if, if none of those teams reach the um, FA Cup semi-finals, it's going to be really difficult to come up with a bench boost team. But for me, I, I think I'd still look to do it because I've used my table captainship and like, it's probably the only option for me is to bench boost in game week 35 yeah i do think we've been blessed with a lot of cheap players this year hopefully it will be the wolves players which we need to use in that particular game okay so fpl smr has asked will all game week 33 blanks move to game week 35 or can they be split between game week 35 and 37 for some without a free hit and playing to wild card in game week 32 is there any risk of dead ending the squad in game week 31 Okay, so the first question, the game week 33 blanks should all be moved to game week 35 because the three midweeks, which will be the big double game weeks, are in game week 32 and game week 35. And to move a game week 33 blank to game week 32 would be awkward because it wouldn't leave fans enough time. So we're expecting the game week 33 blanks moving to 35. There is the possibility of having a mini double game week in game week 36 or 37. That might happen if Chelsea reach the FA Cup semi-finals. Um, of, of price and do but we expect all the the double gaming fixtures most of them to be in gaming 32 and gaming 33 35 and the the gaming 33 blanks are more likely to move to gaming 35 next question yeah so he was um, just asking about he's playing on wildcard in gaming 32 but is there a risk of dead ending the squad in gaming 31 I guess he's asking if it's going to be like too damaging to your team just doing transfers for the gaming 31 um it's, the blank game we can go with 31 but I think you should be able to come up with a decent strategy yeah it's got Bournemouth Liverpool to choose from also Leicester pretty good players there yeah and Bryson could be added to that and maybe even Wolves and Arsenal just plenty of possibilities we'll just see who, who gets through in the FA Cup you're really banging this Brighton drum aren't you Ben well I mean we know they're good at home. Do you live there or something? No, I don't live up in Newcastle. <laughs> but like Brighton, can you ask for any better home games than Huddersfield and Cardiff? And we know they're a team fair, that yeah. keep it tight at home, so that could be brilliant. Yeah, you may have completely proved me wrong. Nicely done. So last one on the, the strategy from Aaron Boyle. Hello, Az. Uh, last year we saw that having nine players in a blank was near optimal to keep up with those in a full-strength teams. Therefore, with only three transfers from 27 to 31, eight to nine players will be all we can mostly achieve. Thoughts? Well, I, I did a little plan, just assuming that maybe all the games that could be blanks become blanks, and we get like six blanks in game week 31, which is really unlikely. But I was just looking at a plan that I would make, um, and that would be that would leave me with nine players in game week 31. Um, I'd right. bring it, yeah, it's not too bad. I'd bring in Mane maybe this week, then like Pereira in game week 27, like a Liverpool defender in game week 28, and then maybe a Bournemouth player. 
but it's all about like the player pool available in game week 31 and if there's like a, a shallow player pool like there's not many teams or not many good quality teams and having nine players won't really matter because like your 10th and 11th players will be like low scoring differentials but if like bigger teams like arsenal and wolves are added to the list of teams in, in game week 31 who have a game then you might want to have a, f- a fuller team because well, it'll be easier to get 11 players but like the differentials might be higher scoring if there are like more teams and higher quality teams playing in gaming 31 yeah it's more likely like you've come back to the brighton thing that brighton won't beat west brom and derby than rather crystal palace beating doncaster i really want to bring in son but i just know he is blanking that gaming 31 but it doesn't really scare me away i feel like i'll just deal with that at the time but i really could do with crystal palace losing to doncaster to kind of open up that those top of assets as well. But just uh, FYI listeners, if you don't know where we're getting all this information from, Ben has always created the best spreadsheet known to man, known for double game weeks and blank game weeks. So if you find that, just go to his Twitter at Ben Quiller and you can find that as the link you've got in your description. So yeah, that's where we find it all from. Yeah. What a resource. Very nice chaps. Um, so uh, just a, a specific player question here from Tarun Sani. Um, one free transfer, three and a half million in the bank. Who to bring in? The Minio to Aubameyang or a Charleston to Son? Iceman, you, you can answer this one first. Because Aubameyang will be a captain option, I would go... Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm rethinking. <laughs> because having Firmino, at least you know you've got that one for the blank. I suppose you're taking up with Charleston. He's blanking, getting... 27. It depends on the rest of the team, really, doesn't it? Um, ideally, I would love to bring in Aubameyang so I could captain him, but if you do have other captain options in terms of Salah, because he'll be against Bournemouth, then maybe do the Richardson Son. It just does, depends on how many blank game week players you have. Yeah, Ben? Um, I'd probably look to do Richardson to Son, because um, Firmino has a good fixture in, in game week 26. I've got Bournemouth at home. Um the one thing about Son is like Leicester at home. It seems like a good fixture, but we know that Leicester are quite good at, at these yeah, kind of fixtures. Like, yeah. That's P- Poole's uh, speciality, so I don't know. I, I, I would fa- favour Richarlison to Son. Nice. Okay, so on to our other question. So, Roger Booth, why did no one tell me to captain Aguero over Sane? Ice Manor, can you, can you answer Roger on this one? Well, a lot were calling Aguero captaincy in our Slack channel, so... He was in our Slack channel. He would have known that me and Luke Jerdy and a few others were triple captain in Aguero. So that's the information. I know I didn't say that I was captain. I said I was captain in Sane, but as I mentioned at the start of the pod, I did change my mind based on the more research that I did. Yeah, I can just imagine Roger sat in his bath in anger listening to this, throwing his loofah across the room. <laughs> loofah. Nice. Yeah, he, he does use matey bubble bath as well. He does love a bath for a podcast, doesn't he? Like he it. does, yeah. Lo- lovely, um, lovely stress reliever, that. Yeah. Um, right, Richard, Nick Best, Vinyl Richie, love that handle. Um, will the Iceman bring Bully or Ben to the hospitality games next season after he wins... FPL. I will be winning FPL and it's a hard one to choose from because the last time we spoke to Ben was, what was it, a year ago, Ben? Yeah, that's uh, right. That and one. I speak to you every day, so it'd be a tough choice between you and Ben. <laughs> well, it'd be a good chance for you and Ben to catch up, so. Yeah, yeah, true. 
Maybe you just take Ben and I'll see if I can get anything out of my Sky subscription. <laughs> Which you've not done all season, so. Oh, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's up for negotiation soon as well, so I shall be uh, on the dog and bone to Sky and uh, talking talking terms. So looking forward to that. Yeah, good luck. I can I can reference the piss poor games available on Sundays and Mondays to uh, to as a make weight for a, a better deal, perhaps. Yeah. Andy Lakeman, any chance you could not mention that you uh, travel Captain Aguero, man? Too too late. Sorry, Andy. And uh, finally, the hashtag FPL physio, uh, which is quite appropriate given we're the surgeons. Uh, not a question, just a massive thanks on behalf of the community for his top work. Top man, of course, he is talking about Ben there, I man. Yes, he is, yes. <laughs> uh, just, uh, well, uh, just a massive thank you from me as well to Ben. I mean, like, a lot of people do use your material and uh, it is very effective. Obviously, someone else could come in and do it, but not to the degree which you are, and it's very consistent and you've been doing it over years. It's just a great resource to have, and we do really appreciate you, Ben. Thanks a lot for that. I mean, I quite enjoy doing what I do. It's much better than writing articles or organising podcasts. I think I've got quite an easy job in the FPL community, really, but each yeah. other way, I suppose. Yeah, you're not as good as us. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> it's, I think that the impressive thing about you, Ben, is that um, the, the sort of things that you've actually gone ahead, thought ahead, and actually worked out, the sort of things that most people think it'd be great to have that information, but you've actually put all the thought and time into it. So... It's just like the level of detail. I'm sure it's going to benefit a lot of people over the next, well, the rest of the season. So, yeah, top stuff from you. Um, but before we uh, we give any more praise, let's give the Ice Man a chance to have a break and uh, do the business. <laughs> Thanks. Be right back. Go and do your business. Back in a smoke. Welcome to the Iceman back from his masterpiece. And Thank whilst you. we're speaking about masterpieces, I have to comment on my mid-pod snack, which this week is a combination <laughs> of uh, salted crackers with cheddar, chorizo and uh, pate, which is going down an absolute treat right now. Speaking of actual masterpieces, um, if you are planning for the doubles and blanks, so if, if that discussion we've just given you there wasn't enough and you're still thinking great but how do I make this concrete you know there's a lot of uncertainty how can I be sure that game week 33 won't adjust to game week 35 and the blanks and the doubles won't move here and there well look no further than Ben's plan so if you go to at Ben Krillin on uh, Twitter you'll find the links to the, uh, the the spreadsheet that we've spoken about you can easily plan your captains and substitutions you have accurate and live player price rise updates so you know who's going to drop who's going to increase and you can jump on it very quickly uh, blanks and doubles are shown when as soon as they're confirmed so it's a completely interactive spreadsheet you have to do nothing but just enjoy as it updates itself uh, and you can make your decisions based on that uh, and there's also auto updates each game week so you're you're you know, you're essentially getting a product which is going to do all the hard work for you. All you've got to do then is pull the trigger on your transfers. It's a fantastic piece of work. It's one of those things that 
many have thought about but never been able to go ahead with. Ben's really forward thinking with this and this can benefit both Sky players and FPL players. So really encourage you to go and have a look at that. As, as someone who's, who's quite a stubborn man and uh, I feel like I can do nearly everything myself, I uh, have been to the Fantasy Football Hub website and uh, I've checked it out. They've got vid- He's got a video on there and it does look really good. It does tempt me because you've got drop-down menus which just allows you to easily select the players and just makes it a lot more fluid and you know the the player prices are in there like you said it auto updates with all the fixture scheduling it does make things a lot easier and are you going to give me a free version ben or do i have to pay for it i suppose i could do that difficult questions puts you on the spot and gets the product for free <laughs> yeah I think the other thing you can hear, though, is listening to Ben on the podcast is just uh, he's a genuine bloke and, and really cares about this stuff and helping the community. So, you know, you're getting it from a really genuine, uh, a genuine bloke. So I really encourage you to get over there and have a look at that. Thanks a lot for that. OK, um, so, chaps, we've uh, we talked double game weeks. We talked triple captains. Now let's come back to some of our slightly more regular features transfers and captains i think the captain is the big question for this upcoming game week ben who are you looking at well i think i might captain salah i don't know he's not been that good in the last few game weeks either salah or or bamiyang um they're the obvious one i'm I'm undecided at the minute but yeah it's either (laughs) salah or bamiyang um and my, my transfer I think it'll be Sané to Mane. I mean, I've been advising people to save their free transfers this week if possible, but like this transfer just makes so much sense for me because Sané might not start against Chelsea um, and Mane has been in the goals recently and has got Bournemouth at home. Yeah, Iceman, who's your captain? Yeah, my captain, I feel like it's nailed on Aubameyang, but I don't know. I mean, like you look at the last time Liverpool played Bournemouth, uh, Sané got a hat-trick and they played him away and they're playing him at home. He got... He got 21 points he got the assist as well in that game it's very tempting just to go with Salah but the out of form I do feel like Liverpool can just score from anywhere but for me Aubameyang is playing a, the worst team in the league Arsenal seem to be bullies when it comes to weaker teams and he seems to rack up the points so at the moment it's on Aubameyang I feel like I, I said in my slack channel I'm 100% Aubameyang but I have wavered, uh, <coughs> I have wavered tonight actually. But yeah, Aubameyang at the moment, hopefully I'll keep that. You'll find out in our Slack channel if you want to keep updated on that one. My transfers will be the Aguero to Aubameyang. I've got the two transfers and I'm tempted by the Sane to Son transfer as well. Uh, that'll, that can open up so I can move out Charleston next week. Um, I'm still deliberating that one. Tempted to keep, but... Ben reckons Sane won't be playing there against Chelsea. I, I'm making the move because I just don't think he will score as many points as Son will at Leicester. But yeah, a tough one on that one. I may hold again, uh, but definitely Aguero to Aubameyang. And then, yeah, so it'll be either Aubameyang or Salah. At the moment, it's Aubameyang for captain. Nice. Well, uh, my transfer is going to be to undo the mess, which was the influx of Everton into my team. So Sigurdsson's going... Son is coming in against Leicester. Skipper, um, there's a few I'm thinking about here. Like you say, Salah 
Well, like yourself, Iceman, I was looking at Aubameyang um, playing the Duffness that is Huddersfield, but Arsenal have a dodgy result in them, and I just think Salah is due. And for all the science and the mathematics we've talked about all pod, I just think that is a reasonable conclusion to come back to in this case. So I'm probably going to bottle it and go Salah. I also think that Rashford away at Fulham um, could have potential as well, the way they're playing, the way that Fulham defends. But um, if I'm being honest, it's going to be Salah. Yeah, fair. fair indeed. Uh, right, before we leave you, let's go through the FPL Surgery Podcast mini-league. Let's do and, that. And uh, I know, Iceman, you've been waiting for this for, for some time. I couldn't wait for you to get to this list. Here we go. So, 10th place, the sick notes, James Angove. In a joint 8th, we've got Smelly Sarney, Rory Scott. Joint 8th as well, Andy Nolan, Lacazette Deck. For the first time this season, up into 7th place, it is the FPL Surgery Iceman, Mr. James Jury, who is just 40 points off our leader, Nate Thomas. He's coming. Um, third highest score in the top 10 this week. Very impressive. Well done, Iceman. Uh, Paul Jones, still ahead of you in 6th by 1 point. Alan, T-Club 64, in 5th, uh, only 3 points ahead of you. Uh, Richard Jenkins, Phil Flair in 4th. Michael Taylor is still trying to give up Fanta in 3rd. Uh, Will Miners in 2nd. And Adida Oscar, Nate Thomas, is top of the league with a 6-point buffer. Nice one, Nate. He's, got, he's on, out- hit 100 already, Nate. And he's Captain DeGuerra as well, but not triple oh, captain. So there's more to come tomorrow. So, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, Iceman. You might well move up. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, if, if Aguero starts against Everton, then I'm very hopeful. If he doesn't, then I can see some Sane points and I'll move down. Looking at how Everton are defending at the moment, I think if he comes on for 10 minutes, you'd be good for some uh, some points there. Yeah, true. Yeah. As long as Sane sets up all of them. Um, okay, Iceman, uh, we, let's go to our feedback box. It's usually around this time that I ask you if there's any Twitter questions, but that would be ridiculous given the whole entire podcast has been exactly that. Um, so let's look what's in our feedback box this week. And it is from Fantasy Football Tipster, very, very much a big contributor to our Slack channel. Gives us a lot of feedback, does a lot for us on there. So thank you very much, Tipster. Um, Iceman, that kind of rank is worthy of bragging. It's the arseholes I don't like. P.S. I'd still like you even if you're a chocolate starfish. <laughs> P.P.S. Can that be in the feedback section? So, yes, Brian. Yes, it is. Thank you again. Lovely stuff. And finally, we have any sexy thoughts, Iceman? We do, yes. I will play it now. I will do it. FPL Sexy with Sexy Thoughts. This week's Sexy Thoughts goes out to Aguero and those three goals and all the people that triple captained him. I was a jerk to my wife the other day and Karma got me. Karma made me triple captain Sane. Karma got me real good. My wife, Triple Captain Deguero, on my advice. For some reason, I Triple Captain Sane. So, all you Aguero Captain as well done. Well done, Iceman. I know you're flying. You're a great lad. Talk about karma. You do so many good things for other people, charity work and all that type of stuff. And you're flying in FPL this year. Looks like you're getting your payback and it's fully deserved. So, well done, all you Aguero owners. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Brett. We appreciate your thoughts every week. They are what just adds that little bit of sexy spice to the pod. It really does. I love that. Yeah, I love how um, Brett owning up to uh, Karma coming back to bite him. The uh, <laughs> lesson there, never mess with the missus. No, certainly not. 
That's it. To save you an edit as well, Iceman, just before Brett spoke there, I was about to say I was going to enjoy that with uh, one of my cracker selections with cheddar, and I, and I did. And it, uh, made oh, it good. Easy. So, yeah, always enjoy sexy thoughts with some kind of snack. It adds to the effect. <laughs> Good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's good advice. Um, right, so that brings us to the end of another solid FPL surgery podcast. Um, I'll be honest, I've been absolutely dazzled by uh, Ben's thinking in this podcast. It's given me a lot of thinking to do, and I'm semi-confident I can uh, I can finish slightly higher up than I am at the moment. So, Ben, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, thank you. Ben. We've, plugged, we've plugged your website, Ben. Um, just, again, remind the listeners, what's your Twitter handle? It's at Ben Crellin. Um, that's double L in the surname. Yeah, get on to Ben's Twitter. Get involved in the spreadsheets. Um, take the thinking out of your game. Let Ben do that for you. And, yeah, have a successful rest of the season. And we're sure we'll have you back on again in the future, Ben. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks and good luck getting into the top 100, I suppose. <laughs> thanks, thanks very yeah. much. Yeah, I'll shoot for 100k, Iceman, you shot, you shoot for the top 100, so yeah, goal for both of us. Iceman, it's uh, that time of the pod again, any final words of wisdom? There's never any wisdom from me, Paul. I suppose the only other thing I'm going to add is uh, thoughts go out to the family and all involved with the striker who was going to sign for Cardiff, Emiliano Sala, uh, very sad to hear the ongoing search for the uh, for his, his situation, um, it just goes to show that... We can never be sure about things in life. So a lot of good, a lot of great tributes to him. Um, but from all of us here at the FPL Surgery, thanks for listening. Good luck in your game week. Up the pot. Up the pot.